Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan Fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarudah Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan Abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihu Al-Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bisunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'i Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-islami wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah For guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah for allowing us to live to see another Ramadan. And all praise and thanks belong to Allah for allowing us to be on the heels of the last 10 days of this blessed month of Ramadan. This is a tremendous opportunity for us. As the Prophet wasallam, he mentioned, Man qama Ramadan Imanan wahtisaban Wufra lahu ma tuqaddama min dhambi That whoever stands in Ramadan Praying Praying the night prayer in Ramadan Out of iman and anticipation of the, of the reward Then they will have their previous sins forgiven They will have their previous sins forgiven Also the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said Man qama Laylatul Qadr Imanan wahtisaban Ghufr lahu ma tuqaddama min dhambi That whoever stands the night of Qadr Out of Iman and anticipation of the reward Then all of his previous sins will be forgiven All of his previous sins will be forgiven We want to take note however That what is meant and intended by all of an individual's previous sins, then it means from the sagha'ir. It means from the minor sins, not the major sins. But all of the minor sins will be forgiven. So if an individual were to take this opportunity and couple it with making tawbah, repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the major sins that they had done, then this would be an opportunity to leave the month of Ramadan without any sin. As the Prophet Sallallahu also said, "Man Swama Ramadan, Iman and Wahdisaba, Wufrilahu Matukadam and Dhambi, that whoever fasts in Ramadan out of Iman and anticipation of the reward, then the previous sins will be forgiven, eh? Then the previous minor sins will be forgiven. Alakullihal, we are on the heels of the last ten days of the month of Ramadan. So this is the time, Bihilahi Ta'ala, that we increase upon what we were previously doing. This is the time that we increased. Just like we increased in Ramadan from our ibadah that we used to do in the other parts of the year, we increased upon it and we did more in Ramadan. Now it is time to take it up another notch and to do more in the last 10 than we did in the first 20. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as it comes to hanith, كان الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يشتهد في العشر الأواخر ما لا يشتهد في غيره. That the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he will excel in doing righteousness. He will excel in worship in a manner that he wouldn't excel other than it. Meaning he will strive hard in the last ten days 
in a manner in which you, he wouldn't strive hard in other than it. So this is the time to strive hard, to strive our hardest. Just like when it is a race, you want to strive the hardest at the end. When you see the finish line, you run faster, you run, you go quicker. Likewise, we want to end Ramadan on our best foot, as they say. We want to end Ramadan striving hard unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, striving diligently, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whatever we were reading from the Quran previous to this, then we should read more. Whatever we were praying from Qiyamul Layl previous to this, then we should pray more. Whatever sadaqah we have been given in, yani before this point, then now we should give more sadaqah and so on and so forth and why not especially when we have inside of the last 10 Laylatul Qadr Laylatul Qadr Allah Ta'ala he says that verily we reveal it meaning the Quran in Laylatul Qadr Laylatul Qadri and what will make you know what is Laylatul Qadr Naam, what will make you know what is Laylatul Qadr? Laylatul Qadr khayrun min alfi shahr. That Laylatul Qadr, it is better than a thousand months. A thousand months. We hear this term a lot, a thousand months. Let's actualize it. What is a thousand months? Let's quantify it. What is a thousand months? Let's quantify it further. Let's break it down further. The ulama, they explain, when you count a thousand months, a thousand months is equal to 83 years and four months. 83 years and four months. So whatever individual they do in later to Qadr, then they get the reward as if they had done those acts of worship over the time span of 83 years and four months. That within itself, that one night, capitalizing on that one night in actuality may be longer than our actual lifespan because we may not live to be 83 years and four months old. We may die before that. So this opportunity is an opportunity that we can't miss out on it. We can't afford to lose it. We can't afford to miss out on it. And of course, these are 83 years that don't have in it later to Qadr. 83 years that don't have in it later to Qadr. So this is a magnification of the reward for the one who is granted the success in praying and seeking Allah Ta'ala's pleasure by doing acts of worship inside of later to Qadr. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us to seek for later to Qadr, taharru later to Qadr, that the Prophet وسلم, he said, look for Laylatul Qadr in the last 10 of Ramadan. Look for Laylatul Qadr in the last 10 of Ramadan. In particular, in the odd nights of the last 10 of Ramadan. Naam. Look for Laylatul Qadr in the odd nights of the last 10 of Ramadan. The last 10 of Ramadan just so that we know and that we're clear upon clarity as relates to what exactly are the last 10. If the month were to run 30 days, then you will start to seek for the last 10 starting from the 21st night. Because the 21st night, it is counted. So the 21st night will make one. And then when you count through 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, so on and so forth, all the way to 30th, then that will make what? 10. So we are to start to look forward from the 21st night. And in particular, on the odd nights inside of the last 10 nights. 
the I nights inside the last 10 nights. So the 21st night, the 23rd night, the 25th night, so on and so forth. Now I'm seeking what? Laylatul Qadr. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when this opportunity will come, he used to wake his family up. And he used to pray all of the nights, or he used to pray and worship. He used to worship, Nam, a better term. He used to worship all of the nights. So it is incumbent upon us that we follow the example of the Prophet وسلم, and we spend the nights in prayer, in worship, in study, in reading of the Quran, so on and so forth. Not that we just stay up all night talking, playing, joking, laughing, so on and so forth, or doing things that are harmful to us, so on and so forth, but we spend these nights worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we want to truly benefit. And remember that whoever catches Laylatul Qadr, then they will have the tremendous reward ta'ala as a one who had done worship over this over 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 the time span of eight three years and four months, eight one thousand months. So we can't afford to miss out. We can't afford to miss out. So if you want to make sure, here's the formula. I'm going to give you a formula. If you want to make sure that you worship Allah Laylatul Qadr, then worship Allah every night in Ramadan and you would have worshiped Allah Laylatul Qadr. هذا أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروا فإنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعد There comes a hadith an Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha. And this hadith is mutafiqun alayhi. Where our mother Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha, she told us, Kana al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam idha dakhla al-ash, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when they entered the ten, meaning the last ten nights of Ramadan, that he used to wake his family up. He used to have his family stay up the night. And he will stay up the night. And he would tighten up his izar. He would tighten up his izar. Naam. The meaning of he would wake his family up or have his family wake up, meaning that he will wake them up so that they can worship throughout the night. He will wake them up so that they can worship throughout the night. And Ahya Layla, and he will spend the night in Ibadah. A lot of people, they have a misunderstanding as it relates to this. And they believe that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi he used to pray all of the night. And this is not correct. This is not correct. And many people, because they set up for themselves an unrealistic expectation, they find themselves broken. So you end up, they end up going to sleep or so on and so forth because they say, I can't pray all night. I'm not able to pray all night. Naam. There comes another hadith 
that is collected in Muslim and it's also on the authority of our mother Aisha which shows you that in Islam when it comes to a particular issue you cannot take just one text and then think and make a ruling based on that text and think that that's it. No, but you have to bring all of the texts on that subject, all the texts on that topic, and you bring them together in order to understand properly. So when we look at this other text as it comes in Muslim, our mother Aisha, the same one who narrated the aforementioned text that is collected in Bukhari and Muslim, she mentions, that the Prophet وسلم, he never prayed all night. He never ever prayed all night until the morning time. He never prayed all night until the morning time. Meaning that what? That the night it was broken up between 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 prayer and between sleep, between prayer and between other acts of ibadah. So here we not to understand in the last 10 nights that we are to stay all night praying and then that's it. No, but we are to pray a portion of the night, a large portion of the night ta'ala, or whatever it is in your capability of doing. Fear Allah to the best of your ability. So pray what you're able to pray ta'ala, for as long as you're able to pray ta'ala. But all also, in addition to that, read the Quran because this is ibadah. Also, in addition to that, make dhikr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because this is ibadah. Also, in addition to that, study the deen of Islam because this is ibadah. Also, in addition to that, read through the ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because this is ibadah. Also, in addition to that, read through the biography of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because why do we read the biography? of the Prophet ﷺ, just so we can say FYI, so we know about it. No, so that we can imitate the Prophet ﷺ. So when you read from that standpoint, because you want to imitate the Prophet ﷺ, and you want to know how he interacted with people, how his life went by and how he lived, then this is what? From Ibadah. Naam, this is study, this is Ibadah. So when we do the likes of these things, all of this enters into Ibadah. Naam, calling to good, forbidding the evil, this enters into what? Ibadah. Naam, reaching out to family members. We may have family members that are in other parts of the world and so on and so forth, connecting with family members. Naam, this is what? Ibadah. So on and so forth. Naam, don't inconvenience anyone. If they sleep and don't bother them, but I'm saying, huh? all of this is from Ibadah. Being kind, being nice sharing things with, with, with each other, so on and so forth. All of this is ibadah. So spend the night, spend the night in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the various means and the various uh, uh, aspects of ibadah during these last 10 nights ta'ala. Also, from the ad'iyah that we are to say in particular when looking for Laylatul Qadr, is as our mother Aisha, she has narrated to us that she asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that when we are looking for Laylatul Qadr, what should we say? When we're looking for Laylatul Qadr, what should we say? And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he taught her and subsequently taught us that when we are looking for Laylatul Qadr, then we are to say, Allahumma innaka afoon to hibbul afwa fa'fu anni. That oh Allah, you are the one who pardons Naam. and reflect on pardoning because the ulama they explain that to be pardoned from a sin it means that the sin is not mentioned to you and you are forgiven for it it's not brought up and you're forgiven 
That's part of it. As opposed to being forgiven, where it is subject of being mentioned. It's subject of being mentioned, and then you are forgiven. But imagine the anxiety. Imagine the anxiety, the stress. Naam, that you're standing in front of your Lord, and it's mentioned to you when you disobeyed Him. That is beyond terrifying. That is beyond terrifying. So doing and looking for later to Qadri, asking Allah Ta'ala for Al-Afu, to be pardoned, so that our sins are not even mentioned to us, and we're forgiven for them. Naam, this is tremendous. Naam, that, oh Allah, you are the one who pardons, and you love to pardon, so pardon me. This is the dua we ought to be saying. Oh Allah, you are the one who pardons, you love to pardon, so pardon me. And like this, Ya'iban, when we have opportunities, when we have auspicious occasions, when we have opportunities where our dua can be answered, make that dua, make that dua for something in the akhirah. Naam, this is not to say you can't make it from what you need in the dunya. If you have to, naam, then you have to, no problem. But concentrate on capitalizing on that time by begging for things in the akhirah. Begging for things in the akhirah, like this. Oh Allah, pardon me. Oh Allah, pardon me my sins. Oh Allah, enter me into Jannah without any reckoning, without any punishment. Enter me into Jannah. Oh Allah, give me Jannah to Firdaus. Oh Allah, give me the highest and the best part of Jannah. Oh Allah, put me in Jannah with the prophets and the messengers. So on and so forth. Oh Allah, make me of those who have an easy time on the day of judgment. Oh Allah, make me from those who go across the Sirat in the quickest time possible. Oh Allah, save me from the fire. These are the type of supplications you want to capitalize on when you have occasions where the dua is accepted. So when we look at this and we step back and we look at what the Prophet ﷺ, he taught our mother Aisha and subsequently us and the Ummah what to say when seeking later to Qadr, it is a dua that is what connected to the Akhirah. Because if a person meets his Lord and they are pardoned for what they have done, then what success is greater than that? What would you be looking for that is greater than that? That dua within itself, it compromise, it, 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 What's the word? It brings together. It brings together all of the good that a person may be looking for. It gathers together all of the good that a person is seeking. And at the same time, it repels from all of the evil that a person is scared of, for all of the evil that they don't want to touch them. It is repelled for them, for the one who this dua is answered for them. For the one who this dua is answered for them, what could hurt them? For the one who this dua is answered for them, then for them is going to be the Jannah bi'ithnillahi ta'ala fa. أقيموا الصلاه